0: Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, where we talk to Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. I'm your host, Rick Spence, and as a business journalist, editor, and entrepreneur, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, successful, and scalable. Join me every Tuesday at 10 a.m. ET to hear news stories of Canadian entrepreneurs and learn about the moments that mattered most on their journeys. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. There's no doubt that small businesses are the foundation of our communities. That's why MasterCard has invested in tools to support small business owners as they grow their business. With MasterCard tools and resources, you can increase sales by shortening checkout time, broadening your customer base, and tapping into new opportunities to increase customer loyalty. So, get started! Discover all the ways MasterCard can help guide, grow, and protect your business at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. On the show today, we're thrilled to have Wade McFarland and Anthony Martinello. Wade McFarland is Vice President for Distribution Sales at Dell Technologies. Previously, he served as Vice President for Sales Execution in North America. Wade came to Dell Technologies Global Commercial Channel Group in 2007 after spending five years working in Dell's global and large enterprise sales segments. Previously, Wade worked in management roles at MCI WorldCom and IP Communications. He lives in Austin, Texas, with his wife, Dana, and two beautiful children. Anthony Martinello joined Dell Technologies in 2013. He's now the channel sales leader for Canada. He has a growth mandate to drive new business while ensuring white glove client service. He resides with his wife and two children in Toronto, and I presume they're beautiful as well. Wade and Anthony, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Oh, thank you, Rick. Thanks for having us. We're
0: here to to talk today about entrepreneurship and Dell and solutions and innovation and all kinds of fun things. But as we get started, Wade and Anthony, what are the most important things that you hope entrepreneurs will take away from our conversation today? Because they're the ones who are listening. Anthony, why don't you go first?
1: Sure. I mean, look, uh, Dell Technologies we proud ourselves on being from the edge to the core to the cloud. So if you could just keep that in mind when thinking about all of the transformational stories that we're going to go through today, um, from the edge to the core to the cloud, it's truly one-stop shop. What do you think, Wade?
2: No, I, look, I agree, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that, you know, today. But, but Rick, look, what I would say is there's no denying that this, this pandemic has caused a, a major disruption in all of our lives, right? I think we can all agree over the past past two years. Um, but what I would say is I think that disruption has created also an incredible opportunity uh, for the IT industry, right? So as we think about work from home or learn from home and, and keep in touch using apps like that we're on now, right, or, or Zoom or Teams or social media, I mean, this is really the standard practice for you know every business, school, government uh, today, right? And, and I think about the opportunity to help these customers with their IT transformation—this is just growing massively and massively every day. And, and if you partner with a partner like Dell Technologies, we can ex- we can assist you, you know, in taking advantage of that opportunity, right? And ensure that our partners are profitable uh, while while they're doing it. Look, we like to say technology drives and enables human progress, right? And I would love to kind of look back over these last couple of years and see how technology has helped with the acceleration, whether it's you know the acceleration of a vaccine or whether we were able to stand up medical facilities uh, you know in hours and in days. I think it really makes me proud and it makes us proud that we're, we're, we're truly helping right We're not just out there selling computers or, or data center products. But, but as I said, look, I think for you know all the listeners out there, it's, it's created a great opportunity. Uh, for IT and transformation.
0: Fabulous. Very interesting. Okay, so let's, let's just talk about Dell for a minute so everyone understands what Dell Technologies is. I mean, many of us will remember it as this big deal when it was, you know, the number one sort of independent entrepreneurial direct marketer of, of, of computers, but that was several decades ago. Um, what does Dell Technologies stand for now, and how big is it? Yeah,
2: so so I'll, I'll take that one, Anthony. I'll let you chip in. So, <laughs> look, we're, we're proud. We are. We are now um, the largest IT uh, provider on the planet, right? So, uh, just announced uh, earnings, you know, not too long ago uh, for last year, and, and we closed uh, the year at one hundred um, and one billion dollars, and then extreme, you know, and, and growing extremely fast, right? Um, Look, as Anthony said, we're very, you know, we're very proud. We're, we're really the only IT company, um, that has the ability to sell from the edge to the core to the cloud and really everything in between. And when you think about what, you know, what I, what I feel is one of the greatest entrepreneurs of our time, uh, Michael, what he's been able to amass and assemble here, um, with the technologies companies and, and being Dell technologies today, um, again, we, we we really are helping our customers digitally transform. and And it's pretty special. And I think as you look at you know the markets that we play in, um, certainly in North America and around the globe, we continue to have leading market share in all the kind of major key categories, right? Server, storage, networking, client, um, virtualization. Um, and and it's, as I said, it's it's truly it's it's become a one-stop shop. Uh, For a lot of our customers that can truly, truly digitally transform.
1: Yeah, I think from a Canadian standpoint, I mean, we when I joined, I think almost uh, nine years ago now, uh, we were relatively small channel organization and we've blossomed to probably being one of the largest channel um, programs out there in the market. Right. So we have a breadth and depth of partners from coast to coast in Canada ready to serve all types of end users from the smallest, to the largest government. So it's a great place to be and we're winning hearts and minds together as one. Before we dive
0: into more specifics, let's just get to know each of you a little bit more. Take us on your career journey. Why choose a career in IT? And how did you end up with Dell? Not that you've ended up yet, but how did you get to Dell? So Anthony, let's start with you.
1: Sure, so, um, you know, it was funny. I, I actually wanted to be an accountant Back in the day, right? And I realized, wow, um, I, as you can see, I mean, I, my boss always tells me, wait, he's like, you can't sit straight. No. So, you know, I mean, IT is beautiful for that because it constantly evolves and changes daily. And that's what keeps me interested. So I joined the IT with the VAR uh, over 20 years ago, worked for a distributor, um, worked for a small re, um, vendor called BlackBerry. And I'm not sure if you remember BlackBerry, Rick. Still near I've and dear to my him. heart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dear, to our, you know dear what, to our hearts, yes.
1: Wonderful Canadian company and uh, worked a lot in the US and then had the pleasure of joining Dell just about nine years ago. And uh, it's been awesome, right? Loved every single minute of it. Great opportunity to grow within the organization. Uh, I've had multiple roles serving Canada and the US, leadership, non-leadership. Can't, yeah, wouldn't be anywhere else but here. And
0: Wade, your backstory, what did you want to be before, you've, before you figured it out?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't, Rick, it's a good question. I don't know if I started off saying I wanted to be in IT. Uh, my father was in sales, uh, in IT, uh, worked for several different computer companies as, as an executive and, you know, as a leader. Um, I went to school, studied business management. I knew that I wanted to get into leadership. Um, and when I got out of school, you know, you kind of call it out early. I started with a company, Called Logics Communications. We sold T1s and DS3 lines and helped customers with access and telepathy. Um, I literally was cold calling, going up in buildings in Dallas, Texas, and you know asking to speak with the person that, that ran their IT business. Um, and had some success there. And uh, I then went to MCI WorldCom, as you said earlier, right after the uh, merger between MCI and WorldCom, uh, and called on. A larger customer base, so national and global type of customers. Um, I left there with some executives that wanted to go, kind of start a company. And this is all during kind of, if you remember, the dot com boom and the dot com era, right? So we were all going to go go to a startup. We were going to make it. You know, we're going to make it. We're going to be rich, and we're going to retire. That was the plan. Um, So I went to IP, and 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 I learned a lot there. Um, again, it was all around IT and communications and data. Um, I did that, and then the kind of the bubble burst, if you will, from the dot .com. And um, I, I, I knew a lot about Dell. I, I, I came to Dell. Um, I came to Dell as a account executive carrying a bag in our large corporate space, uh, calling on large customers and some global customers. I did that. Uh, for a number of years and then started managing some businesses over in our global space. And then, I don't know, roughly what, 13, 14 years ago, when we started you know, at the time uh, with Dell, which is our partner direct business, they wanted some uh, relationship folks to come over and really start um, this channel program um, at Dell. We, we had a channel business, but we didn't have an official program. Uh, so I did that and have done a number of roles over the last 13 years, uh, on the channel side, uh, started some businesses and I took our distribution role actually uh, right when the pandemic hit. so I took it about two and a half years ago. Uh, I have learned a lot, and uh, I love being a part of this company it's been it's been great certainly, I think as as, as you know we you know we were public, then went private, you know then went public again have made a ton of acquisitions and it's been a real honor and a treat to be a part of of the growth and um, I wouldn't change it for the world. So I just celebrated uh, 20 years at the beginning of the year. Um, so it's 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 been a great ride.
0: So 20 years since the uh, dot com boom blew up. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> there
2: you go. Somewhere around there. 20. Call that 22 years ago ish. Yep.
0: Well, it, it took a while to die, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of like they said the PC was going to die and it's, you know, it's still around though, right?
0: Last I looked. Yeah. So can you speak to, you know, does you mentioned that you appeal to all the markets? What what does the entrepreneur market, the small business market mean to Dell still?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, we talk to all types of partners every single day and, and I enjoy nothing better than meeting a net new partner that wants to learn about dell technologies it actually it's the joy of my job and when the best part about this is helping them win with any size of customer and when you start to see that technology make a difference at that end customer and vibrate back to the partner it's beautiful and i think that's the beautiful part about canada is we're such a really um large smb community that Dell, everybody thinks of us as, oh, we're taking care of the government or public sector or, um, I mean, large banks and so forth. We do fantastic there. But we also serve this humongous SMB community. And uh, that's what mo- motivates me the most every single day.
0: You guys are both part of the distribution team at at Dell. Can you walk us through what that actually means and the function of that team within the larger organization?
1: I was asked a couple of years ago um, to move over and um, help run the Canadian distribution P&L and uh, loved, obviously, working for Wade. So it was a great opportunity to work for a great leader. But the the point of it was we needed to solve a few things in Canada. And one is having product available in-country which as you know, I mean, with supply chain, a lot of the product comes from different areas. Uh, majority of our product actually comes from the US. So having it in country available 24 hours, coast to coast with multiple warehouses uh, was a huge accomplishment. And all of our distributors have done a fabulous job of supporting our partner community and their end users with in stock in country. And then when we look at the, the data center, Providing pre-sales, four-legged calls. I mean, we like to use the mantra, you'll never walk alone, right? Supporting uh, a wonderful football team as well there. But essentially saying to partners, leverage your distribution team. They are enabled. They are trained. They are certified. Have them be side by side. Because you'll constantly hear us say, Rick, together as one. So that's Dell, the distribution partner and our partner community working in unison to solve our end customer solutions. And it's we're winning, we're winning really well together.
0: That's really cool. Explain to me what a four-footed call is? Four-legged. Four-legged, sorry, right, four-legged. Yes.
1: So four-legged, right? So definitely, I mean, having us join the partner with their end users, because look, we know the technology, we can support that partner. The partner has the relationships and other complementary vendors when we bring that all together, it's a powerful team. Yeah. So, Rick,
2: let me look. So, thanks, Anthony. I think that that, that that's helpful. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Look, look. For me, I think I can kind of. I'll sum it up in one word, and and I'll and I'll, and I'll, and I'll build some context around it. Look, the, as Anthony said, the, the the distribution business for us in North America, both in the U.S. and Canada. Um, has, has, has done very well. I mean, we we, we saw a massive amount of growth. We added almost a billion dollars to the P&L uh, last year in our North America distribution business alone. But really what it is is that, look, if you think about the value of our distribution business, um, it helps gives us, as Anthony said, it helps us give us reach and it helps us give us scale in the market. I like to say, you know, one plus one um, equals three here, right? It maximizes... The coverage it helps us kind of optimize the marketplace, right? Um, and look, there are a number of things when we when we look at our distributors, um, they're helping us provide value to to our customers and our partners each and every day. Anthony talked about you know the ability to have stock and sell uh, for our client solutions or our so- server solutions, so that customers can get product you know immediately on demand, right? Um, the force multiplier. I love that comment, Anthony, that you made. I mean, when you think about it, our our partner ecosystem and our distribution ecosystem has thousands of sellers and thousands of engineers that we train and enable uh, on our products that help us optimize and grow the market, right? And you think about the partner's ability to leverage the finance, the financing, financing tools um, that our distributors uh, have we've spent a lot of uh investment in dollars in in terms of demo and equipment um capabilities for our distributors i think this worked out really well especially during the pandemic right where customers and partners wanted to do pocs right they wanted to get in there um and do a proof of concept and and, and our distributors and our partners give us the ability to to do that with our customers each and every day. And so, you know, look, there, there, there certainly is a number of things that, but but I think really giving us scale and giving us reach into the market, truly being a partnership. And like I said, it's working. We came off a phenomenal year last year, and we're continuing to see a tremendous amount of growth.
0: Well, congratulations on that. Um, Anthony, just so that our listeners are clear on what a distribution a distribution partner might be like can are there a few you could name who might be recognized by our listeners living in toronto montreal winnipeg vancouver
1: sure absolutely we have our three distributors in alphabetical order arrow ingram micro and td Cinex. and they're all authorized to sell client server storage hyperconverged data protection Cyber recovery, cybersecurity, backup as a service. The list continues, Rick. They can do it all.
2: As well as they all have a global
1: presence, Rick. So if you think about all three of them,
2: we have obviously our business in the U.S. and business in U.S. and Canada. Um, but, but the three that Anthony mentioned, which, which really make up our distribution business and strategy in North America, um, all have a massive global reach. And so we have large businesses with all three of those distributors around the globe.
0: And how how have things changed for you guys in the pandemic? How have the distributors changed? How has small D distribution changed uh, for your company and your partners? Yeah, as look as
2: I, as I said, it's you know it's it's been it's for us because you know IT really came to be at the front and center um, during the pandemic. Um, look, it's, it's, it's been huge for us. Right. And look, we had to flex some different muscles as we think about how we were getting to customers, you know, from a marketing standpoint and how we were staying in front of customers while we were all, uh, you know, sitting in our home offices and not being together like we were before. Um, but look, I, I think it really, I mean, you can look at our results. You can look at the results, uh, from our partners and from our distributors, um, and, and as I said earlier, kind of in the opening, I think it really helped us uh, transform uh, our businesses. And it really helped customers that, that were not on this digital transformation journey. It really helped our, you know, I think we really helped along with our distributors and our, and our partners to help them get on that, um, that digital transformation journey. And look, it's still, it's an ever-changing world, right, in, in trying to stay ahead of it. Um, you know, we we are spending a lot of time uh, with our distributors around enabling, um, you know, around things like cloud and hybrid cloud and this kind of whole multi-cloud uh, world that we're living in now. Um, and as we see other opportunities that we're making large investments in this year as a company, when you think about 5G or Edge or IoT, these are some areas that that, that we're looking at as areas that we're going to really double down in. Um, and so we're spending a lot of time with our distributors there, um, enabling them, training them, walking them through kind of our go-to-market. Um, and as we were talking about cloud and multi-cloud and kind of hybrid cloud, one of the other things I think you'll see, you know, as we move into, you know, these next couple of years, you know, we we've talked about Apex and, and what you know, Dell Apex is, which is really, our, our, our as a service offering you know we're spending a lot of time with our distributors that can help our customers and our partners understand the value of you know an as a service model right And um, you know as we look out you know over the next several years we really think this whole kind of you know Opex versus capex um, discussion and, and, and how customers want to consume their their, their technology. Um, you know, it, it is really uh, changing, and, and we're we're trying to stay ahead of that. With, as I said, with our distributors and our partners.
0: Can you just explain the OpEx uh, versus CapEx debate? What what is the issue here? Well, yeah. So it's it's really how,
2: how do how do customers want to consume, right? Is is it a is it a CapEx purchase? Traditionally, we've seen you know customers that are leasing, but as we've moved into this, you know. OPEX type of sale, right, whether whether it's an as a service sale um, and and how these customers are consuming, right, um, we see that landscape changing quite a bit.
0: Sorry, which way are we moving towards?
2: I I think what you'll see is we're moving uh, closer towards more um, of an OPEX type of environment or an as a service uh, environment.
0: Anthony, maybe you can tell us a little bit about the, the Canadian market. Is there anything different about uh, the domestic market here than, than you know, the, the big picture trends that Wayne's been talking about?
1: I mean, I think, like I said a little bit earlier, we've done a fabulous job working with our distributors to have in-stock inventory. I think that's really helped give the partners the availability they needed to go win. But then we've also started to dovetail in new messaging that a lot of partners don't think of Dell Technologies for, and that's cyber recovery and backup as a service. And we can be that lead provider all under one umbrella for all of your SaaS based applications. We like to say, hashtag, everybody needs a vault. So it's a different air gap solution for a security, uh, securing your cyber recovery uh, type opportunities. And I mean, we're already winning with client hardware, workloads, and storage, data protection, now we're starting to make sure that partners are enabled to really say, look, you can do all of this and have the right solution. So it it scales. It's an awesome story, Rick. I mean, I love standing up on stage because there's really no objection that we can't overcome.
0: No objection we can't overcome. Okay, challenge accepted. I gotta take you back though. Um, you know, we're an entrepreneurship program. And Michael Dell, who 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 Wade referred to earlier, um, the founder, um, was one of the archetypal entrepreneurs of the 1980s and beyond. And he's still the 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 chair and CEO of the company. So he's still at the top 38 years later. Just wondering what you, what you can tell us about his Leadership style. Uh, what is he like? Uh, you, you know generally it's it, it's often thought it's often thought that a an entrepreneur does not necessarily make a great leader of a big organization but when we say big organization, we're probably talking about a 20 million dollar a year or a hundred million dollar a year organization, let alone a hundred billion. So Wade maybe you could start for us and just tell us a little bit about Michael Dell as the leader of the company today? Is he an inspiring leader? Is he hands-on? What what do you hear from him?
2: Yeah, look, I think it's a great question. Look, I would say very, very inspiring. I would say adaptable. Um, I think Anthony said it earlier. I mean, look, the the IT landscape is changing so rapid right right now. And I think he, as I said earlier, I think he's been a pioneer in the industry. I feel like he's staying ahead. Um, He is a very inspirational leader um, and I think it all wraps around the core values in which he holds himself accountable to and what he holds the company accountable to. And, and look, I, he's very approachable. Uh, you know, he's not just meeting with the largest global customers we have. He, he meets oftentimes with, you know, SMB customers. Um, and I think really at the root of it, you know, it, it's all about customer choice and putting our customers first. Um, that's what's most important. And, um, Look, I think he embodies that, right? We're, we're, we're all about our customers here at Dell Technologies and putting the customer first. And um, look, he's like I said, he's been a visionary in, in, in the industry. Um, he is very involved every day um, with the business um, and, and has been just a, a true inspiration. And look, I think, you know outside of that I think he cares a lot uh, uh, about the people he cares a lot about what's happening in the world you know if you follow Michael um, in his charitable giving uh, he's involved in a lot of hospitals um, you know around the country um, and he's usually front and center when things are happening around the world to make sure um, you know that 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 he and Susan are a big part of uh, of, of making the world a better place, right? So, um, you know, from from that standpoint, I think he leads, you know, by example uh, and, and out front.
0: Anthony, how does it look from this side of the border?
1: Um, he, he comes up to Canada, actually, believe it or not, right? So, um, I mean, prior to the pandemic, he made regular visits. Um, what I also will dovetail into what Wade was saying is, you know, I mean, I encourage everybody to grab his book, Play Nice But Win, really gives a good... Uh, indication of how he started with a thousand dollars in his dorm room and built this humongous company globally uh, with hundreds of thousands of employees. And he allowed us all to receive the book for free, right? So he didn't have to do that, but he, that's the type of character that he is. And he's built a culture where we have numerous, and I mean, the list is so long of ERG groups, employee resource groups that you can join on. A variety of different uh, topics and uh, to support the employees and want us to be here and be a valued member of Dell Technologies. And it's inspiring, Rick. It really is. It makes you want to be a long-time Dell employee, but it allows us the empowerment to go and serve our partners and our customers with the trust and foundation built solidly.
0: That's very cool. I, I think leadership is important in every organization, big and small. So.
2: Yeah. And then Rick, a couple, a couple other comments just real quick before we move on. Cause I think there's, there, there's two things that, you know, Anthony talked about there that I think, you know, hopefully separate us apart. You know, we, not only the voice of the customer and doing everything that we, you know, we aspire to do around the customer, but as if you also think about your employees and I think we all understand that landscape is changing, uh, especially for the entrepreneurs out there and what's happening, you know, from an employee standpoint, but we, you know, Years ago, we started something called Tell Bell, right? And it's an anonymous survey um, that we use internally, where you know we have questions on what's happening around leadership, how is our executive leadership doing? Do we have the right vision for the company? Do we have the right goals? There, there There's numerous questions that we answer there, and we get feedback from all of our employees. And again, it's it's optional, right? We, we want our employees to to participate, uh, Intel Dell. But I think what, you know, what we do as an organization and as a leadership team is really take back the feedback that we're getting from the employees, right? Around our leaders, around the strategy, around the things that are happening within the company. And we take that feedback and, and, and we use that feedback. And then we go recap that with the employees to make sure that we are on the right, you know, trajectory or that we have the right strategy. And, and, and really, I think it gives our employees a voice, uh, and they love the fact that they can, you know, essentially tell Dell, you know, what's happening, what's happening in their role. And what I can tell you is, you know, based upon that feedback, it's enabled us to make changes within the company, um, whether it's go to market, how we're supporting, um, you know, certain business groups, uh, it enables us to, to, uh, make those changes that are needed based upon employee feedback. And then, you know, really the the last thing I would say as we talked about Michael and leadership and is, is we are all about, you know, we have what we call our 2030 moonshot goals, right? They're all around advancing sustainability, um, driving diversity and inclusion, uh, you know, ec- equity and an equal matter, right? So where we looked, you know, by 2030, we want 50% of our global uh, workforce and 40% of our people leaders to be women or minority. You know, we're we're, we're transforming lives and we're upholding, you know, ethics uh, and, and privacy, right? And so when we think about sustainability and all the things that we're trying to do around recycled product and packaging and all the things that we're trying to do, these 2030 moonshot goals. I mean, this was really driven down from Michael and the ELT that we feel that we can separate, you know, our, our, ourselves, uh, and we are committed to that from an executive uh, standpoint.
0: And you, you're telling me that there's a solid through line from Michael's earliest days down to uh, the company today in terms of values and ethics and things like that. That employee feedback. Yeah,
2: I agree, hundred percent.
0: Uh, Anthony, can I just ask you to tell us a little bit more about that, that line? I have not read Michael Dell's book, um, Play Nice But Win. What, what, how, how would you explain that title to an entrepreneur who's, you know, trying to figure out their own way in the world?
1: Well, it was actually a, a comment that his mom used to say to him and his uh, his siblings when <laughs> they used to actually go out into the play yard, right, saying, you know, is, in the book he says, and I'm just paraphrasing, but, you know what I mean? go out there, Michael, but play nice, but win. You know what I mean? And I think what we correlate that internally is, look, in Canada, it's a small country, right? I mean, we, we have our friendly vendors, that right? we all live in the same sandbox and we probably get into some bar fights and compete against, but at the end of the day, they're still our friends, but we got to play nice, but win. We got to be different. And I think at Dell Technologies, we always try and lead and not follow. We always try and find the path that maybe is not the most common, but can definitely uh, uh, bring us the fruit, right? And help partners and customers reach that end solution goal. And we try and change the game so that we're on the forefront of everything. And you know, look, I mean, the team will always know, say, "Uh oh, Anthony's got the marketing plan coming up and we're gonna go in a different direction it's because we have to. We have to evolve with where the market's going, IT's changing. And uh, that's what keeps me interested, and keeps partners interested too. Yeah, and Rick. So I'm going to send you one. Uh, I'm going I'm to send you
2: one after this uh, podcast gets done. I'm going to get your website. But 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 look, I I think you know within the book, as you think about Michael's entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, we, we do. It's infectious, right? And I think the book is really a behind the scenes, you know, stories of all the lessons around as you talk about leadership, collaboration competition and innovation Um, and a lot of it's just inside stories. So I I would encourage your audience, you know, if they haven't read it uh, to pick up a copy and uh, I'll make sure that I send you one, Greg.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you so much. From your point of view, Wade, what does winning mean? Play nice, but win is the last word in the title. All those words are important, but what does winning look like in a play nice, but win scenario? Yeah, look, I,
2: look, Look, I think we all want to win. I think it's doing it in the right way, whether it's ethically or or or, or the values that you have, right? Look, you know, I, I think we all know what winning is. But as I said, I, I think it's 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 winning in the right manner and in the right way. And I think we pride ourselves and we hold ourselves to those values um, each and every day with with our partners and our distributors. Um, you know, as I said before, we're we're the largest. IT company on the planet, but we want to do it the right way.
0: Yeah. I love that. uh, Sounds really good. So many entrepreneurs now are talking about values. And I think this is a great uh, evolution in business that so many uh, organizations are developing their values and, you know, making sure that they uh, pay attention to them as they grow along. I'm just wondering what the core values, uh, you know, distilled to their essence would be at Dell.
1: Well, 100% it's customers first, right? I mean, that's at the forefront of everything is we, even from the partner standpoint, we always think about what do the customers need and how do we support those um, with all of the solutions and supporting them there. Um, and then employees are a big difference, right? So, I mean, one of our, our presidents, John Byrne, he has a great um, mantra that says, People and product first, profits will always follow. Right. And I think that's always resonated internally to me because if you take care of your people, right, everything just falls through. And I've believed that myself, working for fabulous leaders at Dell. And that's what I keep remembering every single time I wake up is I've got the support of the leadership. I know what I need to get done. And then we have that wonderful partner community that helps us solve the end customers. So
2: yeah, no, I agree. I, look, our, our core values, I think, is our culture, and I think that's our differentiator, right? If we think about, we talked about this earlier. It's how we win. And it's really our code of conduct, right? It's a, it's a reflection of the high standards I think that we have set for ourselves. Um, it's our collection and belief that tangible, positive change is achievable with innovation and in action, right? And I talked about it earlier. It's our unwavering commitment. To equality, trust and advocacy that empowers all of us, right? Our purpose and our strategy, as I said before, is, is to enable and drive human progress. That's what it is at the end of the day. We want to be the market leader. We want to be the leader in IT, but, but, but we want to enable and drive human progress, as I talked about in the opening.
0: So let's add, let's talk about one more aspect of life at Dell Technologies and that's innovation. I don't know if that's a core value or not, but obviously it's it's been an implied part of most of the things that we've been talking about already. But w- what are w- what are Dell Technologies goals around innovation and how does it uh, try and stay out there in front?
2: Yeah, look, I think Anthony, I'll let me take this one. You can chime in. Look, look. Rick, in 2020, okay, we spent over $4 billion, yeah, that's B with a billion, in R&D, right? And that, that sounds like a lot, right? And it is. Look, it, and, and that sounds like a lot, but it is, but it's important, right? I mean, when we think about a formidable, formidable R&D program, we believe can be a company's secret weapon, right? Particularly, when the tough gets going, right? And I think we can all can agree over the last two and a half years, it's been a challenging market, right? Or, or, or a challenging landscape. And, and I think that's what fuels our growth. And, and it's staying ahead. Anthony talked about this a little bit earlier. It's staying ahead in this ever changing, rapidly changing IT market, right? Anthony talked about cybersecurity. He talked about our vault solution. We have an amazing offer that we've put out, um, you know, from our data protection suite and our cybersurrection. That R and D helped us drive that innovation and put us ahead in the marketplace. And I look, I don't think that that could be understated. Again, when you look at it, it, it just not only just the dollars, but the investment that we're making in R and D. Um, it's been a game changer for us and, and companies like us that are really trying to help customers truly digitally transform their business. Um, we have to make a big bet there and we're going to
1: continue to make huge investments in R&D. Well, what I'll add to that is the sustainability focus that mean, Michael continues to ensure all of our products are uh, come with the least amount of packaging that's also 100% recyclable uses ocean plastics that was part of our 2020 moonshot goals to remove as much plastics from the ocean as possible and then when we look at the products that we're refreshing we're able to take that and um i i I can't remember the lady's name that started the company but she takes the actual metals from the servers for example and uh, the desktops and turns that into jewelry right so it's all about that ecosystem so we don't want to create waste in the world, right? So we're trying to make sure everything's recyclable and sustainable. It's it's a beautiful story, Rick.
0: I think it sounds like it would be fun to work with a company that is that has these very, very timely ethics and drivers behind it. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Final question we ask our guests at the Startup Canada podcast is for actionable advice that our listeners as entrepreneurs could take away today to implement in their business. What's your best tip? And why don't we start with you, Wade, and we'll finish with Anthony. What's your best business tip for entrepreneurs today?
2: Yeah, look, I, look, I think if you're not learning, you're dying right now. Right. And we talked about it earlier. This is just such a fast pacing industry and a fast paced market. Um, You know, I think, you know, we spent a lot of time enabling and training our partners and our, you know, our employees. You know, I'm, I'm trying to to learn more and um, do more research each and every day to stay up with this, you know, ever changing um, landscape. And look, I th- I think that we're in a great position, you know, to to help our customers, as I talked about earlier, really digitally transform their business. Anthony talked a lot about it. I mean, we're truly the only company. That, you know, and, my, and Michael, you got to credit Michael's entrepreneurial spirit for, you know, going out and figuring out a way. How, to, how do you get EMC technologies? How do you bring VMware into the fold, How do you bring all these collective companies together um, mm-hmm. to create what is Dell Technologies today? Um, and, you know, we're, we're proud of it. We know as I kind of started off, you know, we're, we're making a big difference um, in the world each and every day. Um, and you know, I'll kind of, kind of end with the way that I started the opportunity that we have now, um, is growing each and every day for our customers and our partners. Um, and you know, technology, as I said, drives and enables human progress. And it's something we're really
1: proud to be a part of.
0: Fantastic. Anthony, you get the last word.
1: What I'll add to that is, you know, I mean, every partner has got a place a bet sometimes and, we like to say we're the safe bet because under one umbrella we can help your customers digitally transform solve workplace transformation secure everything all under one umbrella again right from the edge to the core to the cloud and with our distribution partners we're ready we're ready to ensure that with dell technologies you will not be disappointed and we want to stand side by side with you i mentioned this before you'll never walk alone We have the technical resources, pre-sales, post-sales, all there to support everyone and help them in their journeys with technology.
0: All right. I think the message has come through loud and clear. We've been talking with Wade McFarland, Vice President of Distribution with Dell Technologies in Austin, Texas, and Anthony Martinello, Distribution Sales Leader with Dell Technologies in Toronto. Thank you so much, guys, for helping us understand the way that the market is going and, and the importance the, the ongoing importance of the small business market uh, the S p market uh, through all of this your ideas on innovation and especially on 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 core values and playing nice but winning I look forward to reading the book
2: give me your address Rick thanks for having us enjoy the conversation
0: <laughs> thanks so much bye bye